0: This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
1: Well, good to have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon, and we hope to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number here at KGMI Connects. and. Well, KGMI in general, if you ever want to get a hold of us, you've got a traffic issue or something you want to let us know about, give us a call at that number. That goes right into our studio, but also into our newsroom. And um, also, we do have our, our new texting feature, and you can text right to that same number, 360 and uh, tell us what's on your mind. And uh, we've been getting some texts text. And I really like uh, Rich and Ferndale's idea uh, to start a Joe's pet page. I like that because both he and um, Tim and Everson sent me some pictures of uh, their pets. Tim, his dogs and uh, Rich, his cat. So uh, I think maybe we should get that going. We'll get that on our page, uh, the Joe, the KGMI Connects page, rather, on um, mybellinghamnow.com. We've got all these ways to connect with you. So uh, hopefully we'll... Snag you one way or another, uh, but we want to hear from you here on KGMI Connects. Whatever is on your mind, that's how we operate, right here on our our hour long program on weekday afternoons at four o'clock. There we go. Uh, but uh, let's see, who do we start with here today? Let's well, let's get rolling with our friend John in Ferndale. Why not? Hi, John.
2: How's it going, Joe? Doing yeah, all right. I love right. that idea. I love that idea that, that Rich put forth, that pet page. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. You know, when he's right, he's right, and I don't argue with I, him. I, I agree. I, agree
1: him, right? <laughs> I absolutely agree.
2: Um, now, I would, where I'd, uh, uh, well, I want to get this out of the way, because, you know, here on this show, Joe, we talk about the most important issues of the day, and mm-hmm. we solve all the world's problems. Okay, so... Yep. Uh, <laughs> I forget which caller it was, but he brought up his favorite lyric from Jethro Tull, and it was the line from Aqualung, which is, that's my my least favorite. <laughs> uh, eyeing little girls with bad intent.
3: Uh, like, yeah, okay, well, yeah.
2: that's like a warning, but <laughs> like Aqualung, you know, he's kind of like, a, the, he's a homeless person, I thought back then when that was an oddity, just mm-hmm. an oddity to see someone who was, you know, an alcoholic and uh smoking whatever he's doing to you know give him locomotive breath
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. but
2: my favorite my favorite Jeff or line is from thick as a brick because that's how i see trump supporters okay um uh really i really don't mind if you sit this one out my okay. words but a, my words but a whisper your deafness, deafness a, a shout, shout.
1: <laughs> that's yeah i love that album yeah yeah okay.
2: um All right. So having said that, Dennis Prager is going on about uh, his his anti-vax stuff. And it's just so sad because, you know, folks, Okay, the vaccine, the vaccines for COVID worked up until they didn't till the variants showed up. Right. Then we had to change everything. It's like, well, it won't stop uh, the spread as much. It will help because you won't be as infectious for as long. And it prevents you from dying. That's that's the big thing. And thank you. Former President Trump, uh, for that, for for Project Warp Speed, as I've said often, right? I I am grateful for any help that we could get. But this going back and looking at, you know, COVID and what we should have, could have, would have done, it's like what's so unproductive, just like constantly going back and looking at the election and questioning that and making us try to question, like you said, you know, you, you had our good friend, Rich, in a mental headlock. And you you asked the question that no Trump supporter can answer. And I thought it was so important from last last Friday. Let me remind you, Joe, you asked our good friend, Rich, why Antifa is on whose side? Not Trump's. Biden's. The FBI, supposedly, the deep state, the deep state is on. Whose side? Not Trump's, but Biden's. Why would they interfere with, with his rightful uh, uh, certification on that day? Why would he stop? The reason there were no counter-protesters there, the reason that Biden had small crowds, is because on our side, we took COVID seriously. We did not have, let I me mean, remind you, super spreader events like Mr. Trump had all across the country. They got people killed, Herman Cain, things like that. Um, the the uh, the, the uh, appeals court completely turned down Trump's immunity stuff, all three points. He does not have blanket immunity. He does not have immunity for what he did on that day, which was outside the scope of his presidential. He had no right to interfere in, in the election and everything else. And the third thing they decided is the plain text of, of the Constitution, right? That that you do not have to be convicted in the Senate after you've been impeached in order to be prosecuted by the law and and You know, gravity is restored. And one last thing before I leave. All right, okay. You can't have it both ways, my friends. You can't say, "Well, the FBI said that there was no insurrection on that day." That was their preliminary findings, but they're not the finders of of uh, of fact. That's for the court. They're the investigators. They don't also decide. And you can't say that the FBI. Oh, they said there was no insurrection, but then say they caused the insurrection. By whispering in people's ears, go in there, go in there and get them, like like okay. Bugs Bunny in a cartoon. Are you gonna let them get away with that? You know, and then go whispering the other way. Go get them. You know, come on. I mean, um, at a certain point, and when when Rich says this has happened for thousands of years, Joe, you're so naive, right? We've never ever had criminals who stormed into a, a proceeding to interrupt it, videotaping themselves. Don't tell me that it's raining. While you're, you know, peeing on my leg, okay, please.
3: Okay,
1: all right, John. Well, and, um, you know, I did pose that question to Rich, but I, I posed it really to anyone who would, uh, maintain that this was, uh, that what happened on January 6th was, uh, a, a, a false flag operation, that it was, uh, that it was the whole, it was the other side that was, that was doing all this stuff that, uh, it just it it really makes no sense, and that there were uh, uh, agents. What how do you say it? Agents provocateur in the, you know in the crowd that were egging everyone on. Seems like there was a, a strong contingent there that day that really didn't need to be egged on. That uh, that they were determined to uh, do what they did, and once again that wasn't everybody who took part in that whole uh, thing. But um, yeah, all right. Uh, There we go. We got rolling there.
4: And uh, let's go to Lou in Linden. Hi, Lou. Oh, hi, Joe. Yeah, today is uh, February 6th, the 113th uh, birthday celebration of Ronald Reagan. Okay. He, he, uh, as you know, he was able, without firing a shot, to end the Cold War, liberating 80 million people from Soviet communist domination in Eastern Europe. Also, the important point to take away from this, I think, is that Donald Trump is not a Ronald Reagan. He lacks the finesse and negotiating skills and, and how should we say it, interpersonal uh, communication skills of Ronald Reagan. That's a, that's a a good way to put it, yeah, okay. But, but let, me, let me emphasize why we need another Ronald Reagan, because he, um, as president of the Screen Actors Guild, he was president of a uh, Screen Actors Guild representing actors and mm-hmm. people who work in the film industry uh-huh. for over eight years. He actually uh, negotiated with MGM and Fox and went on strike against those powerful organizations, and he won the strike. And he learned that you walk away in negotiations when you come to an impasse. Well, he applied the exact lesson years later when he was negotiating with Gorbachev. He walked away from Gorbachev at Reykjavik, Iceland, while they were negotiating, and Gorbachev was shocked. And Reagan walked away and went home, and then Gorbachev told the Politburo in the Soviet Union that the game is over, we're going broke. We can't maintain our empire in East Europe. And then they withdrew from Eastern Europe because they could not keep up with the United States and Ronald Reagan's uh, quick and uh, decisive buildup of high-tech weaponry. So that's the lesson we need to apply now in regards to our adversaries in the world, particularly communist China. So I'll leave it at that, Joe. Okay. Happy birthday,
1: Mr. Reagan. All right, Lou. I appreciate your call and uh, and that look back. And I think uh, Ronald Reagan, um, he 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 had his good side and he had his he had his faults, like as any leader does. Um, but I think he did make uh, obviously he he led us in that direction. And uh, and you know, Gorbachev was a, uh, um, a reform-minded uh, leader of the Soviet Union, uh, but uh, I'm sure. Uh, Ronald Reagan and his actions um, helped to push him in that direction, and the Soviet Union was a crumbling empire, certainly. And uh, Ronald Reagan uh, and his uh, policies basically moved, uh, you know, moved it closer and closer to uh, collapse and uh, basically bankruptcy, and it basically did, and collapsed under its own weight. And um, uh, so, yeah, some positive things happened there. Can't deny that. And uh, now we don't want, uh, I don't think we want a repeat of what we saw there with talking about uh, the Soviet empire uh, to reestablish itself. So shouldn't we be, you know, looking a little more favorably on on Ukraine and supporting Ukraine as it uh, fights for its um, its sovereignty and just some thoughts there Uh quick break we'll be back in just a moment we got rich robert jack jim on the line and uh, we'll get time to squeeze you in too here on My connects whatever's on your mind 360-676-5464
5: in the auto world they call it bumper to bumper coverage lasts a year maybe two if anything happens you don't pay a dime you ever heard of a six-year bumper to bumper plan neither had we and absolutely never on a home heating system So we said yes, let's guarantee the whole system for six full years. Then, let's make it affordable for so many more people with 0% interest. Purchase annual maintenance with our system and in turn, enjoy six years of bumper-to-bumper operation, 100% parts and labor coverage. Six years, 0% interest and six years of annual maintenance. Remember, this is a limited-time offer now till February 16th. Go to MarsHeating.com today for our 6 plus 6 promotion. For out-of-this-world service, call Mars. Exclusions and restrictions apply. See store for details.
6: Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellis, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a door frame. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawon'twait.com. That's gawon'twait.com.
7: Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marsha Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. What the? The
8: hardwood? The carpeting? Everything's soaked. The
0: pipes must have burst. We better call Swans. If you have water damage, call Swans Clean Care and Restoration first. They work with all major insurance companies, and their new infrared thermal imaging technology enables them to detect hidden problems before they cause more damage. Swans is the water damage experts. They even offer ceiling drying for roof leaks. So call Swans today or visit them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks
1: nice for joining us here on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's go to Jack in Bellevue. Hi, Jack. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind today?
9: Well, they put in a LASIK surgery center down near the old folks home that I used to exotic dance at.
1: Oh, no. I've
9: lost half my customer base, so I had to go back to roofing.
1: <laughs> okay. They, they saw what they were actually experiencing and uh That's right. stared them back That's into right. their rooms. Okay.
9: <laughs> yeah, so I have to make up that $15 a day I was getting.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> The tips aren't nearly as good roofing, yeah.
9: Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, but
1: and you, and you have to dress so, warmer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
9: today yeah. it was raining on my heart. Yeah. Anyhow, so uh the uh Over the weekend, a few things happened, released on Friday. Of course, that's when they don't want anybody to to realize what it was. Uh, I think it was Congressman Jordan or Senator Jordan or one of those guys was questioning the Secretary of State of Nevada. And the Secretary of State of Nevada didn't dispute that there were 1,500 double votes or 15,000 double votes in Nevada. And that nobody was being prosecuted. Hmm. Um, so there's there's enough stuff there that people keep questioning. it. Uh, secondly, "Aqualung" is not my favorite song. I would never promote that kind of stuff. I just knew the lyrics. Oh uh,
1: no, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> But it's a great song. I, I, you know, and I, I don't, I don't think you. Yeah, I never took it that you, um, you know, somehow Correct. idolized the, the, the subject of that song. But yeah.
9: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing over the weekend, I thought was it was uh, it passed this, uh, on Friday, it passed the state congressional house, I believe, and has gone to the Senate and then to be signed into law. It has something to do with Cascade Natural Gas, and it releases them of being a supplier of gas. If their green status is in jeopardy, they can cut off uh, gas. Hmm. And I'm just, you know, but that's that's the that's the gist of it. I would uh, definitely like it if the listeners uh, would go and do that, look uh, into that. and re- re- research it because okay. I thought that's kind of a thing, you know. often they can if they fall below a certain threshold that the state is requiring them to hold as far as uh, providing a green or sustainable energy thing, they are able to without penalty cut off gas to uh, make sure they maintain their status. Hmm. And I think on cold days for old people or, you know, like me who are always cold, uh,
3: (laughs) yeah,
1: Okay. That, well, uh, I'll look into you know, that. that I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that specific bill, but we'll see what it says. Find out what it says. And then,
9: and then one good thing that I did over the weekend, and I do it once a month. Okay. There's a little CBS news show I watch on YouTube because I don't have cable TV. Uh, and it is on the road. And a guy basically goes around and finds heartwarming stories. Mm-hmm. It's a great break from all the it's-your-fault-it's-your-fault kind of stuff that goes on in life. And it it really highlights people overcoming some great obstacles. And uh, it's a good light. It's uh, it's what Charles Osgood Osgood used to do. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, I think, yeah, he used to do that. And he just recently passed away, didn't he, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Or Charles Corralt. Or Charles Corralt. What that? that's
9: it. that's the guy they used to go on the road with a Winnebago and find these yeah. story, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. okay, yeah, anyhow, but this is another guy, and they just they don't actually have the theater of traveling somewhere. It's just we're here in such and such New York, and these people yeah' you know, uh, got two people that have supplied over eight hundred thousand dollars worth of uh musical equipment. You know, they buy it. They learn how to refurbish it. He's a doctor, and his wife was a nuclear biologist or something like that. I don't know. Really smart people. Okay. Cool. So, you know, just great stories like that, and it puts smiles on people's faces, and it makes their eyes get a little dusty, and it's a good thing. Good thing. Good thing to see.
3: All right. In this
9: crazy world that we got.
1: That's what. That's for sure. All right, Jack. Thank you. Well, stay. You know, keep your balance up there on the roof. And uh, thanks for calling in. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing all right. Doing all right. What's on your mind?
10: I heard something on the news today, a local thing. The Whatcom County Council is putting together a racial equity board, or maybe it's called an equity board. It was on the half-hour news at three thirty, and I couldn't quite catch the whole thing, but
1: yeah, and. Uh, and they, Jason uh Jason Upton did an interview on that and they yeah they they're, they're uh, looking for uh people to uh to populate this board they established the board a while back the county council did.
10: And uh, one of the positions they they called it would be an immigrant. Now is that an illegal immigrant Joe or a legal immigrant?
1: I'm sure that what they want to get all the illegal folks on there I guess, huh?
10: Well, if, if they do put an illegal border crosser person on this board, I am going to go in person to the council mm-hmm. and say every, every harsh word short of a cuss word, and I am going to raise my voice because if that is the case, we are in big trouble. You're going to find illegals to start governing us? And advising well, that's not okay. Okay, okay.
1: Step back here. Now you're you're jumping to conclusions about this. I am, and, uh,
10: okay. But I you think I'm the only one that thought of this, Joe? I doubt Now it. you
1: think you think the only immigrants that are in our live in our community are those who are here without documents who no, stuck no, across the border?
10: No. Joe, Joe, when liberals it, put something together, I assume immigrant means illegal immigrant. That's the assumption I'm making.
1: Well, see. And that, I would say I it's I don't the know. Yeah, one. that's 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 <laughs> a wrong assumption to it
10: make. Better not be. Okay. Well, we should find out. It would be good to know, because we, we can't have illegals serving on advisory boards. I mean, that's un-American, unfair, and totally unfair to the ones who immigrate legally and do all the painstaking work.
1: Well, here's the first—the uh, first, um, they, they, the county sent out a, uh, a news release on this. The Whatcom County Council, County Executive, Mayor Bellingham, and Bellingham City Council are now seeking the inaugural slate of members for the Whatcom Racial Equity Commission— with the Commission. support of uh, Chuck yeah. and Health Foundation and the guidance of community members serving on the WREC Appointment Committee, the Watkins Racial Equity Commission, when seated, will serve as a county and city-level advisory body building the bridge between community members who with lived experience and local government as partners, ensuring that every one of our neighbors can thrive. Okay, there we go.
10: Every one of our neighbors, so... That includes, I'm guessing, I don't know. I don't know, but I assume that because I assume the worst with the left, the things that are happening in our government. We're giving legitimacy to illegal lawbreakers. We don't know who they are, and they're flooding the big cities. You see it on the news, and it's okay. And now Biden wants to maybe close the border. between this, This bill makes me laugh. So they're admitting the border is wide open because the president will have new powers to shut down the border between ports of entry. It's like, so wait a minute. The area between the ports of entry is not already shut down. I mean, how many times they say, "Oh, it's secure." Well, I secure, think what you're secure, what you're saying,
1: Rich, is that you don't you really don't want, as long as Biden's in office, and this is what that, that you don't want anything to be done about the border because you want it to be continue to be an issue. I mean, isn't this this now? Once again, this wasn't Biden's bill. He didn't he didn't have any hand in this. This it's was negotiated accordingly. Is, well, it bipartisan? was. It was Langford was and, one of the chief negotiators. How-
10: another thing is what percent bipartisan one percent 20 percent or 50 percent because if it's less than 10 percent bipartisan that don't count to me that means they bought off a couple of people I don't know who died. the Democrat but I think that
1: the chief negotiators were Langford the Republican cinema the independent and then a Democrat and I'm not sure who the Democrat was but, I think uh,
10: it'd be good if it passed Joe but I don't think it will and I think they well, knew like, that from the outset okay. and they wanted to get this through for political purposes just like if a Republican in the last year of his term said hey we want a gun control bill and the Democrats would relabel it, poo-poo it off, haha! You're doing it. for Well, politics. see, I think
1: you know, you know what I mean. I mean, at a certain point, it, I understand you. Want, you're cynical about you don't you don't have any trust in government, and I understand that. I so so you're dare. cynical about anything that they do. But when uh, I think it's laudable like when a policy mean. isn't working, and those who put the policy in place admit, okay, this isn't working. Which I think is what the Biden White House and Democrats and are saying. Knew that. This They're isn't just working. Finally admitting it. Well, yeah, and it I mean isn't that I don't know well, isn't that isn't that good, something that's but, good I, well, know. it's
10: politically in the fourth quarter, and why didn't yeah. they know this a long time ago and they did so it's it, if it was
1: well the other and way I'm around, sure that's part they, of the, I'm sure that's part of the calculation. I won't deny that that there's an election later this year, and that this is a a top of mind issue for for many, and that uh it's one that okay, let's address it. That I'm sure that right. calculation took you know was part of this whole thing, but but doesn't that doesn't make that, it kind of half fake? Well, does that mean that they don't do it? They just say, well, they'll just look right, they'll see right through this. So why even try? I mean, well, don't get, uh, this, is 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 this is a right, crisis. This is a crisis. Shouldn't both sides come together and come to some sort of a well, some sort should, of competition? Whoever gets elected and whoever takes takes charge uh, after the election in the fall, then they can do whatever they want. But nobody, you know, this is this is the first time that Congress has acted on this issue in in years and years. So.
10: I know. And you wonder what their motives are because all of a sudden it's a problem, but it wasn't three years ago. So wow. it, I guess you call okay. it faith in the system, and I don't have it because they're so self-serving. And the way right. D.C. is set up for them to help themselves and then in the name of the climate or in the name of, some new trends, whatever, rights, they make up new people groups, groups to be discriminated against so they can have more weapons to wield over everyone, to give them more money and more power. Okay. It's just a, it's a corrupt place. All right. And I hope our county doesn't go that way with this. This racial equity board, okay. Joe, right. is going to be very horrible division and hate is what it's going to be about
1: Pope, well, pointing out all the differences not what the goal is but uh some well, will alright right. i guess you'll be one of those that are taking it like this but
10: okay rich we should be united
1: okay alright all right. have a good day you too. too man we'll take a quick break we'll be back with more we got others on the line and we'll hear from you too 3606765464
11: we all have our go-tos right the doctor you trust the dentist you rely on the restaurant you love what makes them your go-to it's trust isn't it Hi, this is Dan from Bellingham Automotive, your go-to for auto repairs in Whatcom County since 1991. Whether you're using your car for ride-sharing, delivery services, mobile office, maybe just a taxi for your kids and their friends, or it's just personal transportation, we're here to keep you on the road. We're proud to have a team of technicians and service advisors who have been with us for years. They can help you find that strange noise or figure out what that warning light is trying to tell you. They can perform regular maintenance to keep your car up to date and your new car warranty intact. We know you're busy, so we also offer a local shuttle service and an after-hour drop-off and pickup options to help take the hassle out of your auto repair. So if you don't have a trusted go-to for your vehicles, please give us a call at 360-676-5200 or visit bellinghamautomotive.com to schedule an appointment.
8: Your living room is looking pretty good, but there's something missing in that corner. It's time for a trip to Wilson's. Wilson's Furniture will have dozens of great-looking accent chairs to choose from, and one is bound to be perfect for your room. And right now, with winter sale pricing, that chair will look even better. Wilson's Furniture in Ferndale. Start off the new year with the resolution to get a better night's sleep. And Wilson's Furniture has one of the largest selections of mattresses in the Northwest memory foam, pillow top, inner spring, and adjustable in a wide range of firmness levels that guarantee you'll find the perfect mattress for you. All at winter sale pricing. Wilson's open seven days a week. Family room, living room, bedroom, or kitchen. If one or more of the rooms in your house needs a new look, then look to Wilson's Furniture to help you out. And with winter sale pricing, Wilson's will help you get the look for any room just the way you want it and at a price that will make you happy. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale.
0: The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems,
1: 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net.
0: Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and mybellinghamnow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great
1: to have you with us. And we go to Rod in Bellingham. Haven't heard from Rod in a while. Hey, man, how's it going?
12: (laughs) Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm just trying to. Get over the COVID again.
1: From ah, the, the COVID got gotcha. you.
12: Actually uh-huh. from, a, oh, it's been about a month, So, uh-huh. but I'm doing better than the first time. Oh, that's um, good. So anyways, I've tested negative and stuff for over the, the past two and a half weeks and whatnot, but I'm still dying like everybody else, So, um, <laughs> but this, we're trying to keep it at bay. Um, actually, yeah, I was, I was away for a while. Though. I was visiting family down in Texas and stuff, so I missed you folks. So I heard Rich and John already, and I was cracking up. And when I was listening to Rich, I was—it was really weird because you know you guys are talking about the migrants um, uh-huh. from all over, and and I was thinking to myself, uh, you know, the Mister Rogers song, "Won't You Be My Neighbor?" And I was just—I was just being kind of comedic about it. Okay. So I was, <laughs> was kind of chuckling to myself as I was singing the song in my head. And I'm going, I'm going mad, but actually today I had an idea. I don't know if you folks have ever tried this or not. You know, we know that AI can be kind of scary. And um, there's a lot of interesting things um, going on in AI. And I have an insider that uh, I I know quite well, part of a family member, Hmm. that um, actually teaches uh, this AI, but abroad.
3: Okay.
12: And um, I was thinking, with with the radio industry, have you ever thought about taking the calls that come in and the questions that you get uh-huh. and throwing it into AI hmm. and then seeing what a, how AI would respond as opposed to how you would respond. And you could actually take your voice and just go the whole gambit. Oh, and man. it would just, <laughs> I'm not trying to scare you now. I'm not trying to take you and kick you out of a job, but it really is, kind of going there, and what, how would our callers respond to this? So literally, you would have the questions, feed it into AI, see what AI regurgitates, and then uh, maybe do a little review on that hmm. um, the following day, because it wouldn't take long. I mean, it kicks it right out, and well, see yeah, I, where um, that conversation would go. Maybe
1: I'll, I'll experiment with that a little bit, at least... I don't know if I like in an audio sense, but I could, um, you know, just feed a, some comments that uh, I get on the program into like one of those pro, you know, one of those AI programs and see what what it spits out, and I'll just then read a bit of it on the air, and that
12: well, we'll we'll check it out. I mean, you could have somebody there to kind of proof it because AI. You know, there's all kinds of interesting things that go on with AI. You know, one term that's kind of overused, in my opinion, already is, you know, hallucination, AI hallucinating and whatnot. So we're already kind of giving it the sentient being um, aspect. Yeah. But uh, also, the the one scary thing that's going on with it is that it is writing its own code. Um, Certain variants are writing their own code already, and it's got some people worried and there is no off switch.
1: Well, I, ta- no, no. I interviewed a guy a number of years ago uh, mm-hmm. a, um, a, who's written a book about, about artificial intelligence and how it, it has, you know, how, and he, he's looked at the, the history of, you know, computers and computing and how vastly they've improved and, and how the, the time frame in which they make these huge leaps in, uh, in intelligence and ability... How how those those that time frame continues to shorten, you know, and he was saying then that uh, he he figured about fifty years or so that these machines would become so smart that they basically would move beyond us. He he didn't, uh, and I I can't remember his name, but I think I've got his book somewhere at home. But uh, he didn't think that uh, his his thought anyway, and it's just his his uh, you know his own conjecture. But he didn't think that they would necessarily turn on us and 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 destroy us as an enemy but basically turn away from us and say hey what what do we need these guys for and then you know begin you know have the the wherewithal to basically use the the resources uh, that they would need and just to create continue to create their own world and (laughs) their own universe and so that's a little freaky but, um, it, it, yeah. it is.
12: It's interesting. I was talking with an engineer, uh, a fellow that um, is an engineer that was working with uh, um, AI as well, and we had a discussion, and he said it was really interesting how when they were plugging in, you know, uh, uh, um, well, I guess parameters, for lack of a better term, and t- trying to see what AI would come up with with respect to um, various tools and, uh-huh. and maybe designing new cars, etc., how organic AI um, was responding. Mm-hmm. It was creating not a ri- the, the rigid forms, but forms that were more organic. Uh-huh. And it kind of threw them off. Yeah, you know, something, first, that, something
1: like, that's beyond or different than what humans might create. Correct. Uh, yeah, and then creating something in their own, not this necessarily this, their own image, but just how they perceive should yeah how it should, should look. That's I,
12: I think it's I think it's like hidden in our language, so to speak, remember we're the ones or our military are the ones that created this thing mm-hmm. and um and and so it's human beings that have produced this is there something in our psyche, something yeah. in our coding I mean whatever it is, how are these things responding and there's a term for that, and I can't, re- I can't remember what it is right now where you know, you plug in the the, the the equation or whatever and says, Okay, give me the answer and it comes up with an answer, but Mm. And, and, it, and it's duplicatable, but they can't figure out why or how AI came to that conclusion. Huh. And it's wow. and it's throwing it's throwing off the engineers as well. And there's a yeah. term for that. So, mm. anyways, right. so right, I just right. I throw that out, man. So cheery, you cheery take care. Stuff. And- yeah, you too. <laughs> good to
1: hear from you, man.
12: Okay. <laughs> All right, take care. You too.
1: Bye-bye. And I remember there was a, a movie back in the seventies. I think it was Colossus, the for- Forbin Project, where the United States had built this supercomputer that controlled they. The, we put the, the it put it in control of all our nuclear weaponry and the Soviet Union had built this a similar computer and then um, they ended up connecting to each other I think the two sides the Soviet Union the leadership the human leadership of uh, both both nations or empires decided that if they can connected the computers then they would um, it would make for a uh, more peaceful world if i recall correctly but then the computers became so powerful that uh they started to concern both sides and they decided to uh disconnect them and then they you know said hey we want to be reconnected you know (laughs) like they fell in love or something and then they started firing uh, nuclear missiles at uh, the opposing country so uh, a little scary there let's go to jim in bellingham quick before we break hi jim Hi Joe, how, is, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Thanks for hanging on.
13: Okay, I'll make it brief if I can. I just listening to the conversation and my own thoughts, you know, I mentioned Michael Frenti a lot. Well, he had a kind of a an, uh, climax to the uh, world system, uh, talking about Gorbachev, who uh, Cornell West, our great uh, presidential candidate not to be elected even in his own mind, <laughs> uh, called Michael Frenti a towering prophetic voice. Okay. He also called Gorbachev a towering statesman. So, Michael Parenti, for all his left-wingism and his, the, the Soviet Union did do some good things, but the, the trends of history and people's um, imperfections kind of led him to Gorbachev uh, promoting uh, Perestroika and Glasnost,
3: uh-huh. and
13: both of these were uh, essentially an admission that people wanted to be free. But uh, I'm also going to say that our capitalist system with the guy in Argentina now that we never hear much about on the mainstream, he's turning into some kind of a fascist, insane world, 200 percent inflation. You can't strike, even though they're going to anyway, It's just forced labor. And so uh, Michael Prenti, you know, he I talked about this with you yesterday. Uh, one thing he thought of positively was social democracy like they had in Sweden. Okay. And I think that's a pretty good alternative right now to what we're facing. Uh, and I also want to remind you about the sixty-two point eight labor force participation rate. Uh, that that means that when you go on unemployment, you know there still is such a thing, even though it's been cut by Obama and so forth. It means once you're off of the twenty-six weeks, you use up. They don't count you as unemployed anymore. You're just a nobody. You're just out. You're. You're. That's why. The unemployment rate is so artificially low relative to the actual sixty two point eight. May have clicked up a bit in the last few months, but those but then, are my comments. The, the, I thank okay. you for allowing me.
1: All right, Jim. Thanks, appreciate it. But I, I got to think though. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, in the in like in like say in the Soviet Union, they probably would have forced you to go back. Just here, you're going back to work over here on this date. Uh, we got to keep that employment rate high. There, uh, but we'll take a quick break. We got uh, Robert's been holding on forever. We got Michael and Lyndon. And we'll uh, try to squeeze you in too here on KG My Connects 360 6765
0: The Mill at Seventh. Lyndon's hidden jewel of a restaurant on Front Street. You'll find comfortable dining, top shelf service with consistently delicious food. If you haven't experienced The Mill, it's time to visit.
14: Hi, I'm Linda, owner of The Mill at Seventh. I want to invite you to come dine with us. Our staff and I have worked hard to create an atmosphere that provides you with a welcoming experience with fresh, enticing foods, cocktails, and a wonderfully unique selection of wines.
0: Listen to what our customers have to say. CJ says,
7: We love to eat here. Plan on spending some relaxing time in an environment that's warm and inviting. The staff is so sweet, and the food is so yummy.
6: Ashley says,
7: The Mill is one of my go-to dinner spots. The food and atmosphere are always exceptional, and the service can't be beat. If you want an amazing appetizer, get the apple crostini. You won't be disappointed.
0: Stop by The Mill today for an exceptional date night experience. Group parties and catering options at The Mill at 7th, downtown Linden on Front Street under the windmill.
7: Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy.
0: Hey, Les Schwab Tires here. Right now, you can save up to one hundred fifty dollars on select sets of four tires during our Founder's Celebration Sale. So stop in, save some money, and help your family stay safe on the road. You'll see we have plenty of tire savings to go around, and around and around and around. Check out our tires on sale and book an appointment at leschwab.com. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since nineteen fifty-two. Limited time offer while supplies last. See leschwab.com/sale for details.
7: We started Bright Star Care so those in need could be cared for at home, right where they belong. And we want you, our future nurses and caregivers, to feel right where you belong, too. So we give you everything you need to offer a higher standard of one-on-one care. Not just the training and tools, but the emotional support, motivation, and values that keep you at your best. It's a great feeling, being right where you belong. And that's how you'll feel when you join the best and brightest at Bright Star Care. Join us at
8: brightstarcarecom careers.
9: Hey, Bellingham, we're We're the the Parkers Parkers
8: from Parker Eco Pest Control. It's that time of year when rodents, ants, and other pests creep inside for warmth. We're your local specialists in poison-free rodent control like trapping, sealing up holes, and even rodent birth control. We offer eco-friendly options with an emphasis on the friendly. For service without the rigmarole, call Parker Eco Pest Control call or click now to instantly book online.
0: We'll see you soon. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. i go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello.
14: I was going to talk about a, another technology that's kind of scary, and that is the automobile. Recently, there was an article in Bellingham Herald that said that the death accident rate has gone up nationwide, and in the state, in the headline, it said that, and then it says, what's Bellingham going to do about it? But I read the article, and maybe the, the headline is misleading, because the article basically said that in Bellingham, the death rate has gone down, and the accident rate has gone down. So I think we're doing something good here in Bellingham. I think in Bellingham, speeds have slowed down, and some of the facilities and planning that they have tried to do is actually saving lives in Bellingham. So Bellingham is is going against the national trend, but the the death rate per passenger mile has actually gone down a little bit. And pedestrians and bicycles are bicyclists are safer in Bellingham. But the alarming thing is that statewide and nationwide speeds are going up. There's less in interest. I mean, some people don't like law enforcement, and that becomes a problem, and people in too much of a hurry. So the death rate's been going up in the state, and it's going up nationwide still, and they're trying to grapple with that. But at least here in Bellingham, the death rate goes down so far. It's a small sample, but still, uh, I think we can praise our local planners And law enforcement and all of that, and the people of Bellingham are probably a little more mellow than in some other parts of the country. So we're doing one thing right here in Bellingham, at least.
1: Okay, well that's good news. Yeah, I think you know speeds are up on the freeways, on the highways, and uh, probably distractions are increased with all the technology and that we're surrounded with, and. So yeah, you got to think that that's a part of what's driving up those rates around the country and probably statewide here too.
14: Yeah, I think uh life is important and so not, you know, climate change and all of that are good goals, but I also think one of the bad things about how overly dependent on the automobile we are is 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 safety and just all the environmental problems that parking and sprawl and things like that. Right. And I I think we're they're trying in Bellingham, at least, and a lot of places to tame the automobile a little bit more, at least, and make it a little better for pedestrians and so forth. And I think we're a little more successful at it. A lot of areas are probably fairly successful at it. But unfortunately, when you look at the nation as a whole, the death rates are still going up. Yeah. But here in Bellingham, we're doing better, I think. So, so that's something thing good, at least for our planners in Bellingham.
1: All right, Robert. Thanks. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, for a long time, our uh, you know, the, the highway death rate had been going down steadily. And it's still lo- much lower, I believe, than it had been uh, in decades past. But, uh, yeah, we don't want to see that increase for sure. And I don't know, maybe autonomous vehicles, self-driving vehicles, would that reduce that? Or is that... Going a step too far. closer to what we were talking about earlier with Rod about the machines taking over. But let's go to Michael in Linden. Hi, Michael.
2: Hey, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well. I am just uh, shocked at all the outrage I am seeing on social media today about the fact that Tucker Carlson has decided to do a journalistic interview with Vladimir Putin. Okay. And, uh, you know, I mean, I remember Sean Penn had interviewed El Chapo, you know, the drug lord after he got out of prison. Mm. CBS has done interviews with Fidel Castro, Osama bin Laden, you know, even the Ayatollah of Iran. You know, and I just don't understand these people that are so outraged. Because, you know, wouldn't it be more diverse and inclusive to at least talk to the other side and try to understand where they are coming from to see if you can find any points of mutual agreement? And I'm curious, you know, yourself as a journalist and radio, if you had the opportunity to, say, interview Vladimir Putin and ask him three questions, would you take that opportunity and what would you ask? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely would
1: for certain, um, I guess. and And I don't know. I, you know, I think it's fine if he wants to go and interview Vladimir Putin. I don't know that Tucker Carlson has really presented himself as a journalist per se. I mean, he's been a pundit basically and so i think that's the that's the that's where a lot of this is coming from people see him as and he's spoken very critically and supportive of putin and critically of ukraine and so how is you know what is his real motivation there and i and i and i think you know obviously there's there's a good segment of our uh you know our population doesn't doesn't have much respect for uh, Tucker Carlson, so I guess it, that you know is where it starts. But what I would ask I think, Putin, I'll um, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah,
2: I, I, you know I don't think people realize Tucker Carlson has a uh, master's degree in studies in Russia, in okay. Russian studies. That was what his degree was in, and then he had a co-degree in journalism. But yeah, I'm curious what what questions if you could ask uh, Vladimir Putin. Three questions. Do, do you have Any an idea questions? what those might be?
1: Yeah, let's see. Well, um. Specifically, I guess what you know. What is your what is your long term goal for Russia in in the that region and the world? Mm-hmm. Do you intend to, as you've been, uh, you know, as as many have said, uh, do you intend to 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 one degree or another reestablish uh, a, an empire similar to what the was the Soviet Union? Mm-hmm. I get. I had ask him that um you know how you know i guess i'd ask him how he assesses uh the you know where they are as far as uh you know this this war has it dragged on much longer than he expected it to and has the price been much higher than for his nation has it been much higher than he expected Mm -hmm. um and um hmm let's see uh does he see any way that, um, you know, that he and, and the West, the United States and the West could, um, come back to some sense of normalcy in our, in our relations and, uh, some, you know, a, a peaceful status in the world.
3: I love those
1: questions. I
2: agree. I think those would probably be my first three questions as well. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and uh, And I'm just wondering if people are willing to listen to what he has to say. And, you know, if there's any, you know, because I I have seen a Putin interview before with Oliver Stone, okay, and that was a few years ago, Uh and he discussed his fears about NATO expansion, because they used to have the Warsaw Pact, remember, they used to have Poland and all Mm -hmm. these other countries in a a Warsaw Pact to kind of combat against NATO. They gave up the Warsaw Pact, they came to an agreement, and it was a mutual understanding that NATO would not expand, and it's done so by like about 12 countries now. And, you know, in Ukraine, they have these biological laboratories and they've got, you know, the U.S. in there with these clandestine operations going on, and they just don't want that on their border, much like we didn't want missiles in Cuba. Okay. And all he's, you know, no. trying to say is that, you know, he just wants to feel secure within his borders as well. And ironically, what's happening, I don't know if followers realize this, is that NATO is now conducting what's called Operation Steadfast or something like that where ninety thousand troops will be going to the Baltic States and okay. Poland and you know doing well, war games and war exercises, which they I see. I guess as that's a
1: understandable. I mean you yeah. say what you say want to about NATO, but there, the fact is that NATO did not launch a horribly bloody and brutal uh invasion of uh Agreed. of another country. So I, anyway, I want to I want to re- Thanks Michael. I appreciate your call though, making us Yeah, I appreciate about your, the answers. Thanks, Joe. And, and we'll see, time. yeah, we'll see what 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 he comes up with. But uh I want to give Doug in Bellingham a chance. Hi Doug.
15: Hi Joe. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um if I was uh interviewing Vladimir Putin, uh the first thing I'd ask him is 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 he able to cry? Right. Uh, I, I would also ask our, our presidential candidates the same question. They, two presidential candidates, are you able to cry? And, and here's why. I believe that all human violence, all human violence, comes from uncried tears from past trauma. The, the idea that hurt people hurt people. And if we don't cry out our tears, then we pass on our violence to the next generation. And eventually... Somebody has to cry the tears out, because if we don't cry the tears out, then we, we just keep uh, brutalizing each other and ourselves and the environment. In fact, I believe the main cause of the uh, climate crisis is uncried human tears. Hmm. It, it, okay. We brutalize the environment and each other and ourselves. I mean, that I believe that's what suicidal ideation is, suicidal ideation. Radiation is on. tears.
1: All right, Doug, and that's our last word today here on KGMI Connects. Back tomorrow at four o'clock.